Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and um, passion please finally have a home. Nailed it. <laughs> um, what do we do? All right, um, we talk uh, hockey. DraftKings. Um, right, oh. we're sponsored by uh, Keep It. Yeah, look, if you're on YouTube, look at the bottom there. Uh, presented by DraftKings, presented by Raycon. Of course, go to DraftKings.com slash THPN to get started and buy Raycon.com slash THPN. Ketzel, what's going on? He was early. A-plus, Ketzel. Love it. Everybody that comes in late is getting a tardy slip. Chewy, right on time. Somebody else that's watching, they haven't revealed themselves yet. Um, Fellers, I am in my new abode. Um... It looks exactly the same. Nothing in the I, background. Can I, what's so funny is uh, we have our old ad for Raycon, and I watched it just to make sure it's working. Oh, hey, Katzel. Another howdy. Um, and it does look exactly the same. So for YouTube viewers, you'll get to uh, to see that. I'm sure you're all eager to see our, <laughs> our advertisements. <laughs> our three minutes of I usually fast-forward to the content ads. and try to get to the ads. Yeah, so no, that's the best. So part, I know what to cause... do with my disposable income. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chewy pointing out darker paint. I do think it's somewhat. So it's it's like a PP yellow, in my opinion. Like you've had enough water to stay hydrated. Um, you know, this isn't just like straight up coffee pee. You've only had a full pot of coffee to drink. This is this is half a pot of coffee. And let's let's say eight ounces of water kind of color, I feel like in here. Also colorblind. So Mike looks puzzled. Could be the issue here. Um, well, that wood panel up top, it just, uh, for some reason, it makes me think of the Bronner's Christmas Wonderland. And I yeah. know there's going to be a lot of toys and Christmas lights in there. So I feel like you're, you're on your way, man. I am pretty excited to uh, decorate this room. We found a bunch of extra Christmas lights on the move. So I'm, I'm probably going to... I'm going to deck this sucker out for our Christmas episodes. Um, it'll be fun. A, yeah. I'm sure nobody else is excited today, for that. <laughs> you had no. a big day today? Yeah, I was uh, getting ready to uh, feed the cat and uh, open the fridge in uh fat jar. You know, where you store bacon fat? Yeah. We have a fat jar. And for some reason, it was at the very tippity tip. And I opened the fridge door and it fell and crashed. And there's bacon fat all over the kitchen. That does sound like a hell of a day. Now, did you uh, turn it into a skating rink? 
Not on purpose, but I did make <laughs> one step. And the floor is absolutely fucked right now. So it's uh, looking forward to cleaning that up after the show. All right, real quick. Anthony is aboard. Uh, we, we usually have pretty good discussions with Anthony on Twitter. Uh, he does want to know before he goes back to work from his smoke break. I'm assuming smoko means smoke break. Uh, Jersey ad thoughts. Um, let's throw this out there. Uh, it's inevitable, right? It, it's a happening. And I feel like I, I can't get angry at it because I know eventually the conversation is going to be, what do you guys think about an eighth advertisement? <laughs> and, you know, like, what do you guys, there's going to be a billboard instead of a visor, like a see-through billboard. You ever see those buildings that, have, that are just completely covered? Yeah. Um, and Anthony says, he uh, go check out uh, Anthony's uh, Reddit posts. I'm sure if you search the Detroit Red Wings. Anthony, if you could throw in a link, maybe we can, uh, we'll tag it on, on YouTube so everybody can go check it out. Uh, he said he posted it on Reddit and everybody's gone full meltdown. Um, here's the thing. If you touch that Red Wings logo, like if it turns into, you know how it feathers out and they hollow out the feathers and like put in a logo, like that's too far. But I do believe, I do believe that it's a coming and we're not going to be happy with it. The The advertisement on the helmet right now was step number one. We're all kind of not as angry about it anymore, right? And um, I think that's what the NHL is hoping for, that we do it in steps and phases, and eventually we'll just be... Mike, you you might be buying a jersey eventually that'll be covered in advertisements. Um, how, does, how does it make you feel right now where it's at? I think it's uh, uh, a reminder that hockey is also a commodity and it's just it's sold by billionaires and it's not like they started doing these ads and then the ticket prices got cheaper um the exact same ticket prices if not um uh, even higher than last season thanks to inflation um so i i yeah i'm not happy about it i mean it could be worse it could look like nascar um i don't think it's going to get as bad as like a nascar top and then brock lesnar jimmy john's you know bottoms but um, yeah, it was it was kind of inevitable, and uh, I I I thought there was a shot. Maybe maybe it wouldn't appear for hockey. Um, it looks like baseball is still going to cling to that um, that that separation, but uh, I'm I'm sure that's not long for this world. Uh, and we want to run through some hellos. Uh, performance art Johnny P is aboard. What's going on, Johnny? Um, Eric is aboard. Hi guys. Uh, and we've got uh, some opinions. Uh, Chewy, okay with the Meyer on the brain bucket. Ketzel thrown out there. I really don't like jersey ads. Pants, socks, helmets are fine. Uh, fine enough. And then um, I saw one more. Oh, and then Anthony, yeah, coming in. This little patch, uh, like on the NBA, I'm fine with as long as it goes no further. Would you equate the little patch that they have in the NBA to, as Chewy put it, the Meyer on the brain bucket? Mike, I want your opinion on that. Of course, everybody answer us in the uh, comments there. And we have a wonderful comment from Performance Art. Uh, we'll, and Johnny P will go over in a second here. Well, I feel like the NBA, um, they, they kind of got lucky, right? Because it's a, more of a, a tank top. Um, so I think it's a little easier in the way that the NBA really likes to like update and um, experiment with you know like jersey combos that you can kind of forget that you're even seeing um, an advertisement, depending on how strategically they place it, uh, with the with the team colors that they're throwing that night. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like the Miami Heat will have all black jerseys, or all white, or they'll have uh, um, like Miami Vice uh, jerseys. So you'll be so distracted by that that it's it's like subliminal at this point that there's even an ad. I think it just hurts, you know, for hockey because you know some of these these jerseys, you know, they haven't they haven't changed in you know decades. Um, so it definitely feels pretty blasphemous to, uh, you know, throw the symbols on there. Um, I, st I still say just don't just don't touch the logo. Like, I, I think my comment on inevitability is kind of uh, it is pretty weak. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, if you don't start fighting now, it's going to get worse. And I've already like bent over and said, come at me, NHL. I'm OK. 
Um, so that's the you know, I recognize that's probably the wrong way to go about it, but I um I don't know. I the inevitability is really sunk in deep. And I know at my core I would just prefer to not have it, but there's I don't know. I just maybe it's just like I, I told myself don't get <clears throat> don't get too angry about it. And then this is how this is like the attitude result. Uh, but Anthony does throw out there. Hey, at least you get that bigger cap. Um, now, well, I think that's more, about, more to do with like the TV rather than Meyer or UWM putting their, um, their logo on. And one other thing too, because I, I actually work for a certain mortgage lender in Pontiac. Um, the colors are, are kind of like blue and orange. So at the very least, if we are going to be throwing these, you know, paid sponsors on there at, at the very least on the Red Wing helmet, UWM did have to use like, you know, white, white on red. They weren't allowed to use the actual company colors. So maybe that makes it slightly more digestible. That's gotta be, that's gotta be one of those things too, where there, I mean, there's different companies that are fighting to get that helmet space. So I think the Red Wings are just like, all right, yeah, you guys are all going to duke it out, but also you have to stick with our colors. Um, does Meyer Meyer doesn't put any blue, right? When they do when we have white helmets. Um, you look at that. I'll go through the comments. Um, uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Kessel no, throwing I... out there. Have you seen those ECHL jerseys? Um, Johnny P logo? No, the wing logo will never get touched. And then uh, Eric Johnson kind of coming at it the way I am. It's going the way of Europe. Corporations love yeah. money. Um, I've, I've, I mean, yeah, the owners uh, of these franchises, they would be more than happy. So when the NHL <laughs> starts having that conversation, I feel like it's it's going to be one of those things. And, and the inevitability of it is so sure because the owners are going to be crazy about it. And the players association is going to be like, Hey, we can solve all these escrow issues. If we give these teams more money and maybe the escrow, maybe the percentages don't get fixed, but the total number will go up, which I know it's a constant battle to try and increase the percentages that the players are obtaining from these teams. Yeah. I'm sure that was the but, first thought by the owners. You know, maybe if we just, God, how are we going to get our players this money? Oh, we'll call Meyer. Oh, Meyer. <laughs> Hey, got a great idea. I know, I know you don't want to be on the helmet. It's sacrilegious, blasphemous, right? But we're gonna try and get our players some more money. Oh boy, you're on board. Let me get our guys in marketing. We'll get a helmet design right away. Click. Mike, let me ask you this real quick. Do you yeah. watch hard do you watch hard knocks? I don't have HBO. No. Oh, okay. Uh, well, this stinks, because I was gonna say. Do you know who's on the Detroit Lions practice jerseys? Which no, who is it, it? It's a little different because my company shares it all the time and they're super happy. Um, but other people have, have mentioned it to me and they're like, hey, your company's all over HBO constantly. Uh, and it's yeah, it's Rocket is is on the jerseys. They're behind um for the press conference banner thing, it says Detroit Lions, and then it says Rocket Mortgage. Um, but yeah, it's just, I was going to ask if you've noticed that, because that one is, how do I want to say this? Like, they've gone so hard into putting their logo on everything for Hard Knocks and the the jerseys. Do they put the logo it on is the... the practice jersey. It's not the... Do they the, put the, uh... the logo on all the uh, buyout contracts for people that they're laying off? Is that? Oh, I'm not that touching on? that with oh. a ten foot pole. Oh, where's Hexo Jim Duggan when I need him? Oh, <laughs> um, oh. yeah. So I think I'm just we're, gonna we're kind quiet. of in agreement yeah. as as long as the advertisement's kind of subtle. And no, I'm not like pumped to see these names on the helmets and the jerseys. But as long as it's kind of red and white, and I can kind of you know squint and not really notice it, um, yeah, you know, I. Can't, we okay. can't really stop it. Johnny P's, he's right there with me. It's all relative. I'm sure the same conversation happened when they started advertising on the boards. We won't even notice the jersey in time, just like the boards. All right. But Tristan came aboard, Mike, and he's going to help oh, us transition boy. into our first topic after the Stutzler signing. Tim Stutzler. I yeah. think Larkin gets eight and a half mil. 
Now, Mike, we <laughs> took that conversation and we said, well, what's going to happen with the other guys that were drafted on the wing that are, I don't know. Uh, we'll take a look. Let's let's take a look. Um, yeah. So Ottawa signs uh, $8.35 million for eight years for Tim Stutzla, as we've been corrected multiple times, Mike. I think we got it right this time. Uh, just to lay out a couple of stats here, 29 points, 53 games. Uh, gets a little more action. 20, uh, 21, 2022 for Stutzla. I, sh- I should correct myself. That was his rookie season. He played 53 games in 2020, 2021. Again, the more action, 21, 22, 79 games, and 58 points. And you can see, Mike, on the, for anybody watching on YouTube, you can see I pulled up the Evolving Hockey Rapham chart where uh, he's actually grading out the bottom half of the league in these two combined seasons. Um Oh, I'm sorry. No, I took just 21-22. Sorry about that. I, I pulled the wrong chart. But in 21-22, he is ranking out in the bottom half of the league for your goals 4 per 60, expected goals 4 per 60, Corsi 4 per 60, but just barely a smidgen into expected goals per 60. Uh, I'm sorry, expected goals against per 60 and Corsi against per 60. Um, according to Evolving Hockey, you've got... Uh, <coughs> Got yourself a pretty good two-way player shaping itself out. Um, and then the power play statistics are off nearly off. I shouldn't say off the charts. Um, that is a, a, not only is that wrong, <laughs> for all the podcast listeners who can't see the chart, it's just, just really good. It, it looks really good. He's easily in the top half of the league. And uh, let me pull this up. I got to blow it up so I can actually see my own chart. Uh, expected goals for per 60, nearly... Like the top five percent of the league, just barely missing out. Um, so he's grading out really well for generating offense. And of course, we know this is an Ottawa Senators team uh, that has struggled for quite a bit here, right along with the Wingdings. Um, so we he puts he creates the offense. The finish isn't there. But what Ottawa just said was, we've seen enough. Let's give this guy, and, and honestly, we see much bigger contracts, but let's give this guy around eight and a half mil for eight years. We're good to go. This guy's a part of our core. And uh, I don't know. What, what else is there to say? Um, I, I would say this is this is a good signing for Stutzla, who hasn't had to do too much for the Senators and is, and is um, I don't know, he's taking a hefty bag of cash home. Um, I think the timing's very interesting, right? Because um, we know that, um, you know, he's he's a young guy. I think he still had one more year uh, before he's going to be. Was it a restricted free agent? Um, yeah, next year if this uh, didn't happen. Um, but I think what's the, the interesting part for me is that we know that um, like the cap space is coming. Um, you kind of alluded to the the escrow situation to, to pay out NHL players after the whole fiasco with, um, you know, the pandemic. Um, and with the NHL's new TV deal, I think they're supposed to get like $600 million annually uh, from the national TV deal that they signed. Um, so they're going to be able to clean that up and then eventually whew, have a lot more money to throw around. Um, so I think for me, uh, being, being Stutzla, um, it, you know, I think it's a good idea for him to be making that big money when he's, you know, still in his very, very, he's, he's just turned 20 years old. Uh, he's going to be making really good money, uh, for the next couple of years, but I, I understand the security, but man, you know, like, um, our boy Tristan coming in saying, you know, this guarantees that Larkin's going to get eight and a half. Like, yeah, I, this might mean he's getting like 10 million. Um, knowing that probably this, you know, we know this year the year after, and maybe the year after that, the cap's going to be right around the same number. But after that, I, I don't think it's going to get, you know, uh, Kevin Durant NBA crazy, but it, it should open up a little bit. So I, I could see a scenario where Stutzla's like definitely a bargain, um, you know, at 8.3 um, going into his prime years. And, and you, you got him there for, you know, almost, almost a decade. Um, so you got almost a decade's worth of bargain. Um, 
So, I mean, the cap space, if that goes up, you know, maybe it goes, it's at like, what, 82, 83 right now. If that starts to get up to like the 90s, you know, up over 90, uh, I mean, that's that's not even a tenth of your cap space dedicated to, you know, a guy with, you know, a, a really high ceiling. Um, and likewise for Larkin, you know, that's a guy who's, you know, the leader of your team. And if you're, even if you're signing him at 10 million, you know, that's, you know, still going to be <laughs> almost, you know, uh, almost like a, only a ninth of your cap space. So you're, you're still going to have a lot of room to make moves. Um, so I feel like right now for teams, if they can sign guys to longer term deals like that, they're going to be at an advantage. Um, so I gave no away what that... I, Oh, go ahead. I gave away what I was going to pull up next, which is uh, Dylan Larkin's J fresh player card, but that's because I want to answer Tristan's question or at least, you know, let's, let's get into it. But what I did at first was I pulled up the number four pick in the 2020 draft and wanted to start that conversation and look at J fresh's uh, model here. All ready updated 8.4. Uh, let's well, say for the next nine years, but I guess that includes the, the one year he's not getting paid that amount of money. But anyway, the reason I, I wanted to bring this up, and, and we talked about a guy who's, <laughs> according to Evolving Hockey, shaping out to be uh, on a five-on-five -five perspective, middling at best, but uh, you know, scoring out two-way. But then uh, here, Jay Fresh has, uh, wow, still scoring out really well um, in regards. Oh no, this, I was going to say penalty kill, but this is just this is just him taking penalties. Uh, of course, him and Lucas very comparable. Uh, right, right around the same side uh for power play percentages but clearly a five on five forward the better forward so far has been lucas raymond but uh, the difference here in, in paying these guys is that uh, even though they were both drafted to be wingers stutzla playing a lot of center for ottawa and you see uh he's got he's got some okay face-off numbers coming at you too uh finishing wise lucas doing better i mean you look at uh, the teammates he's playing with uh i I'm not, I don't even really want to comment on this because it looks like Lucas is doing better. So I want to say that means that he has worse teammates to play. What does that mean? Let's talk about that. Let's hit pause on this conversation. What the fuck is 92% teammates? Oh, my kids are right here. I shouldn't have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, what, what does that mean? Let's ignore that because I have no idea what the hell that means. But, um, and I do have the comments blocked right those. now, so somebody's yeah. probably answering that question. But so, um, I know again. you kind of uh, brushed right by my point about Larkin um, and what this means uh, for Stutzla's financial career going forward. Um, but you brought up Lucas. There you go. There's Larkin there. Um, well, I had I my mean, slides that were prepared, and then uh, I just quickly brought up Larkin. Um, yeah, I don't think it's that crazy to see him get like $10 million right now. And I think it would look good, like, whoa, what are you paying Larkin that kind of money for? But if the cap goes up like we expect it to, it it kind of feels like, you know, I brought up Durant, or it kind of feels like when the Lions would sign, you know, Matthew Stafford, and it was the hugest, you know, contract in NFL history, but it was only the largest contract in NFL history for about a year. And then the next year, it was like the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, as it kept dropping. Um, so, I, I mean, like, a, a, a Larkin being 10 was going to be a huge deal when he signs it. But after that, if we're expecting the cap to go up, it's kind of just getting market value. Uh, two things real quick. This is adorable. Tristan threw out that comment. Chewy says, hey, Tristan. Eric says, hey, Tristan. And then Tristan goes, hey, Chewy and Eric. I I love you guys so much. I'm so glad that we're creating this. Yeah. yeah, this little group of Red Wings fans is so much fun. Um, and of course, then Jared comes aboard. What's going on, Jared? Good Lord, would you guys pick a time slot? Constantly changing start times is how Firefly got canceled, which made me hey. laugh really hard. But then um, I just thought it would fit good with this cute little... We're also in the same breath as Firefly, so I like that. Hey, Thanks. all right. Thanks, Jared. One of the all-time best... Oh, yeah. Quite a compliment, yeah. <laughs> anyway. The Firefly of um, Hockey Podcast. Now, Eric Johnson throws out there to Tristan's question. I think Larkin gets eight and a half mil plus because of the Stutzla signing. Eric goes with nine. And we, I, should I say we, or should I just say me? Uh, Speak you for yourself after, over there. After well, I'm done again making this first. comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love prefacing what I'm about to say for yeah. anything. Um, I've been saying nine for a while. 
Uh, I've been kind of saying like nine plus is what I thought Larkin was going to get. And it's because you're, I mean, right now we're looking at this J fresh player card. You've got, right. You've only got 14% of the league right now with kind of a, you, you can see on this war percentile rank quite the dip in 2021 with some injuries plaguing Larkin Larkin season. Uh, and of course, skyrocketing up to almost, you know, definitely in the top uh, 90%. So only like probably 10% or less having a better season than Dylan Larkin last year. You get one more season like that, or you just tell yourself that's what you got last year. And you see maybe the first couple of months of this year rolling out the same way. How could it go any other way? Especially again, coming back to the Stritzla signing. I don't know why I slurred out. Yeah, of time, I would but... say let's uh, let's try to take injury out of it, right? Um, this is a you know our our leader, our top point man. Um, he's still got you know at age twenty six, he's gonna have what arguably five or six, um, you know like peak performance years that you'd be paying for. Um, like. It's not one of those contracts where, like this this past off season, there were some opportunities to sign some guys who were like thirty one. You'd be signing Larkin at you know twenty seven and getting him at twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, and thirty one. Um, I I I will be shocked if it's you know less than nine and a half. To be honest, he's going to get a thank Man. you deal, but he's also like he's in a takes. in a prime spot. Yeah, Eric throws out there nine plus again. Uh, I think that was a um, that was him correcting himself right around here. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, Tristan, you're you're right on. I mean, the conversation I wanted to have was going to be, did we set the market for Lucas Raymond? But clearly, I mean, the Dylan Larkin contract is is ready to go. We we need that sucker signed. Uh, so whichever direction you want to take this, um, you could look at a couple different players that arguably are outperforming Mr. Stutzela and uh, could be looking for a pay raise pretty, pretty soon. Now we are looking at uh second season. Oh, and actually here's our evolving hockey. So you can see the difference here for YouTube viewers in, uh, in what Lucas Raymond is bringing to the table and what Tim Stutzela brings to the table. And this, this is a great, uh, what do I want to say? Opportunity for everyone to see the difference and like, getting reports from uh, different data collections. So Evolving Hockey Show and Tim Stutzela struggling a little bit more on five on five, absolutely blowing everybody out of the water on the power play. Lucas doing better five on five, but the expected goals against per 60, which again is, is going to revolve around some, some team aspects here, uh, not doing so great power play. But we also know the power play on a whole just not performing well for the wing ding. So it's uh, it's it's going to be reflective of that. But that's where I, I do kind of lean towards Jay Fresh instead of the Rapham charts. Because um, I think you just get that single, so you know, like this player representation based off the war percentage. Um, as opposed to taking all of these statistics, which have quite a bit of team input. <laughs> the guys that you're playing with are going to affect these numbers. And you look at each one individually, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, it tells each little individual story and uh, it's too many variables mixed in. So yeah, yeah. Either way you look at it though, you're still looking at very comparable futures in regards to uh, the next contract signed for Mr. Larkin and Lucas Raymond. And I think uh, to answer the question that we put out there and I think if you see the YouTube comments, it says, you know, did he set the market? Uh, I, I believe so. And Tristan asked that as well. And uh, yeah, I think Dylan, again, I've been saying above nine. Um, and now for Lucas, he's he's definitely sniffing around that area. If he turns in a better second year um, or if he, I mean, what, what did we, what did we do here? I, I showed Stutzla 58 points in 79 games and then 29 points in 53 games in his rookie year and didn't, um, we're talking about a similar output in Lucas's rookie year. Yeah, look, Lucas um, was 57 points, and he played all 82 games. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't do this. A normal human doesn't do this. But if you did kind of extrapolate based on the increase that Stutzla had, you'd be looking at the fact that you'd have to pay Lucas a little bit more. 
uh, than Schutzula. So I, th- I think it's all it's all worthwhile. It's all worth the conversation. It's worth the thought. Uh, but yeah, this this definitely this definitely is pushing the Red Wings. Steve Eiserman, Lucas Raymond, Dylan Larkin, all in a particular direction, and it's a good one for Red Wings fans. It's just uh, you know we're gonna start whining soon. How about that? And start not having these fun conversations about flexibility. Does that suck? Man, that's uh, I, I set in the market, right? Um, I think it. I think the kind of the part that's kind of a bummer for me is you can see how quickly our cap space is gonna very quickly evaporate um, as we sign just a few of these guys on Stutzler deals. Um, you know, our first line. And then if we want to add, you know, another top six guy, it's, it's going to get pretty pricey pretty quick. All right. I'm trying to pull up what our topic of the show is going to be. And uh, it's going to focus around an article from Max Boltman that we got earlier this week. It's going to ask some questions about our forward lines. Um, I just got to find it and pull it up. There it is. Um, so this is horrible because I wanted the transition to be right into Lucas Raymond after we talk about a couple of 2020 draft picks, what one's currently getting paid and what one might get paid. Um, and the question uh, that Max Boltman asked for, for each forward, he started with Lucas Raymond, and that would be, of course, the 2020 draft pick I am talking about. Um, shoot, we're at 30 minutes. Sorry, everybody. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and you're going to hear about our new friends. I want your ears to be as happy as mine are right now. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of ACDC. Give me those power chords. Make it simple. Let's have song lyrics that just use the word rock in them over and over. That's what I love. That's what I need. It's always great. But it's been even better because of my Raycon earbuds. Raycon's everyday earbuds, they look, feel, they sound. They're better than ever. Uh, it's optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds, they're, they're so comfortable. And I'm telling you guys, the best part about it is you're not pushing those things back into your ear because they don't budge. Believe me, Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right as well. You get quality audio at half the price of some of those other premium audio brands out there. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000... What? 50,000 five-star reviews? Get out of it! Man, 50,000 five-star reviews. Look, guys, if I'm going for a jog, these things are fantastic. Earbud tap functions, right? Jogging around, you don't want to keep pulling out your phone. Tap your earbuds to get everything to work. It's perfect. And how about awareness mode? Awareness mode makes sure that you're not completely shut out from the world around you. So if you want to make sure you're still staying in tune, we'll keep you covered. Uh, if you want those features and so many more, go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today. That's uh, in reference to the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, it's uh, buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. Again, buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Hey, football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season right now. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus, for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I don't know what happened in the negotiating room, but was there any way we could just get a jersey that has Ray County DraftKings on it? God, I hope so. It's a coming. 
I mean, if they pay us enough, I, I'll buy. I mean, <laughs> I'll make that the first paycheck they send us. Um. <laughs> All right. Uh, we did have some questions that we wanted to uh, try to tackle here in our last 20-ish minutes. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Raymond, Mike, was the uh, first one on this list from Max Boltman. And yes, sometimes uh, Matt's moving and he doesn't have time to think of an, a topic for the show. So he reads a Max Boltman article and says, let's answer Max Boltman's questions. Uh, but for Lucas, he said, what kind of second year leap is in store for Mr. Raymond? Mike, we just talked about um, the potential for that to affect uh, his upcoming contract and, you know, the market being set by Strutzel's new signing. But um, we, I mean, we also just referenced right there, 57 point season in his rookie year. We talked about like uh, Strutzel's 29 points and, um, yeah, was it was there potential for Raymond to take another huge step? And I, I think part of that you'd have to look at uh, the amount of time that Stutzla was playing in that first year, and and also take a look at the amount of time that they let him be Stutzla and shoot the puck when he when he wanted to, when he could, um, and control the power play. So is Lucas Raymond maybe going to get more opportunities? Coach Lalong, we have a team that's, or a line, I should say, a first line that's getting another year together. Um, and they're going to get to know each other a little bit more. I, I, and there's there's probably an aspect, too, to talk talk about what we projected Lucas Raymond to be, of being more of the the playmaker and setting moves up. And then we saw, saw this amazing shot get rolling right from day one, which probably put him on the main roster from day one. Um, all that rolled together. What, what, are, we, what are we thinking? I feel like uh, with motivational techniques, there's carrots and sticks. And I feel like he's got the, the perfect combo of both. Um, I, he's in such a no-pressure situation playing with, like, the top two Red Wings on the whole team. Um, he, he could almost by just, you know, proximity um, be on the stat sheet. It also helps that he's very, very talented. Um I mean, he's going to be, you know, watching uh, Stutzla, you know, cashing checks and being like, oh, man, I want some of that, you know. So he's got those carrots to chase. Um, as far as the stick, I mean, you know, you want to impress along. You, you you know, want to want to prove that you're still worthy of being on that first line. Now that the Red Wings actually have other guys who could potentially step up there. It's not just, you know, a three-headed monster and then a, a bottom nine uh, like it was so many times last season. So... Um, I just think he's, he's going to be in a great situation, uh, talent wise. Um, he's got some peers, you know, he's got things he can chase. Um, so I think he's going to have some real motivating factors and he's going to be playing with two guys that are playing for big money contracts. Um, so they're going to be trying to light it up next season as many shifts as possible. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I would be surprised if he, you know, kind of had a dip in performance. Um, uh, he's, he's just in such a great spot. What do you what do you give more weight to? I guess I could answer first if if you want. But do you give more weight to the NHL player going into his second season, or the the athlete going into their second season, knowing a little bit more about the NHL, or the NHL learning a little bit more about Lucas Raymond and being able to control who he is now that they've learned what he can do. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's gonna that's gonna, you know, um, I feel like I'll that can be this. such an impact for you from like shift to shift, let alone season to season. And I feel like if he just had like a hot week or something, that would be different from you know the season long performance that he had. Um, so I'm I'm not too concerned about the NHL learning him. I feel like because of how 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 thin our, our resources were stretched last season. He was almost in every single possible scenario, um, you know, right in the trenches with the, you know, the, the bombs going off. Um, so, yeah, I, it feels like now that he's, you know, kind of got some experience with that, I think they should be more on the lookout for him um, rather than the other way around. I, I feel like he's Rorschach in jail. Um, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Um, so I, I, I feel pretty confident about Lucas. Yeah, I would say, too, that those guys come into the year and it's all about coaching. Like, we're going to respect 
the fact uh, that Lalonde was brought in for the right reason and that he was brought in to get these guys moving in the right you know, direction. And that would be, you know what you can do right. So we're going to lead on that. But also other teams know that. So we need to we need to make sure we're, we're ahead of the game. So right now, I think we're still in that. Uh, how do I, how do you want to put it? Like we're in that that time frame with our new coach that we're honeymoon, give him honeymoon the phase. Yeah, that's it. We're going to give yeah. them that benefit of the doubt that those kind of conversations are already happening and they're trying to fix any sort of prep that the rest of the NHL has. So I think I, what I was going to say was I always lean in the direction that the player moving into their second year has more control over what's going to happen next because the NHL can't control, you know, when I say the NHL, the rest, the teams that are facing Lucas Raymond, they can't control what he does next. They can just learn from what he what he what he was able to do. So, you know, another element of that is um, does he just outplay? Or uh, I'm sorry, can he can his talent keep up with what the uh, what the uh, uh, output was last year? But uh, we don't need to answer that question. We're just saying that's that's one of the questions that he'll need to answer himself. Um, I did want to throw out there too a lot of a lot of a lot of points for Lucas last year. Played with Dylan Larkin, who put up a 14.6 shooting percentage, and Bertuzzi, who put up the 16.7 shooting percentage. Um, a lot of those assists are going to have to come from those guys kind of duplicating that production. I will say Bertuzzi went... Here's here's Bertuzzi's shooting percentage uh, going back to 18-19. 16%, 16.3%, 25%, and then 16.7%. So I'm I'm gonna feel okay about Bert continuing that. Um for Larkin shooting percentage, same time frame, eleven percent, eight point five percent, six point seven percent, and then fourteen point six percent. How much of that is influenced by the fact that Bertuzzi's playing with him? That Lucas Raymond is now on his wing, throwing him the passes. And we've, we've seen quite a few passes that, you know, are highlights already for Lucas Raymond's career of passing backwards to Dylan Larkin while he takes it down on a uh, breakaway and scores. Um, does that play happen with another winger? Can't say for sure, but it does kind of look like that's on Lucas Raymond being Lucas Raymond. So um, there's, there's so many variables to toss in, but I'm just, again, I'm going to finish off Lucas Raymond conversation saying, I think he has a better season than last year, but it's okay to be, you know, to kind of put up the right. You want you want to put up that pole and keep Lucas uh, uh, farther than arm's length because you're not ready to embrace. I think that's okay, but I, I'm just gonna say I'm ready to embrace. I think he's got a huge contract coming his way. Um, it's also a funny conversation, but. Um, uh, Ketzel threw out there. Uh, Raymond will get close to forty goals. Blake says how. Um, and then Jared says, puck goes in net. Um, <laughs> oh, but Blake, why'd you say he's going to be traded to Edmonton? No, Blake, what are you Come doing? Come on. All right. Dylan Larkin. Um, Max says, can he regain his defensive form while keeping up the scoring? No. <laughs> um, but I think, um. I think we're doing a trade-off. Is it possible? Absolutely. Let's ask let's ask this question. Mike, do you would you rather see the Dylan Larkin we saw last year or see one that's a little bit more responsible at home and loses some of the production? This is uh one of my favorite arguments, mate. We had it for a couple seasons in a row. Does Blashville <laughs> know what he's doing? Does he know what he's doing? And at times we said absolutely he does, because when this was a talentless void with uh scoring uh almost like one point nine 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 goals a game, it was really bad. Um, so Blashville said, all right, nobody knows how to score. So we're just going to limit chances for everybody. Um, including you, Larkin, you're going to focus on defense where, you know, maybe we'll win two to one or, you know, three to two. Um, and I think that the statistics of the team reflected that, um, strategy last year, uh, you know, these guys started to, you know, we get some talent called up and we're like, my God, we can actually try to score up and down the ice, but our defense was terrible and our goaltending was not, um, you know, otherworldly um, to help out with that terrible defense. 
So we opened up the offensive play a bit. Um, so I think the numbers went up there and the defense suffered. So I don't think it's necessarily, oh, is, is Larkin going to be able to, you know, get that, you know, uh, defensive stance again that he had a couple of seasons ago. Um, I, I agree that it kind of feels like they're, they're telling him, Hey, you have the skill. Um, we know you're one of the fastest skaters in the league. Uh, go get some points, bro. You know, we'll figure out defense. And now we have two goalies instead of just one or even just half a goalie as we had, you know, a couple seasons ago. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily that he's giving up on defense. It's just kind of what they're asking him to do. So, um, could he be, you know, a better all-around player? Yeah, he, you know, could be a top five player in the NHL, which is an incredibly difficult thing to do. Um, or can he lead a top scoring line uh, with two very talented wingers, which is what they're going to ask him to do? Yeah, I think he can. And I don't think we've seen his ceiling for point production yet. So I'm still encouraged. I'm, I'm not bothered by his defensive numbers uh, going down, his defensive performance going down. Um, I think he's doing exactly what they're asking of him and what they ask of him this season is going to be a lot easier to attain because of the talent around him. Well, I got to throw out there, Antonio's aboard. What's going on, my man? Just wanted to say hello. Um, I I have missed, I'm I'm confusing some of the conversations here. Um, (laughs) but, uh, so there's conversations happening in, in the Raymond world, uh, going back to that. Blake uh, saying he sees Raymond getting 50 plus. Uh, Holy Eric mackerel. Johnson uh, uh, assists, should say that. Uh, Eric thrown out there. Lucas is more like Marner, more assists than goals. Um, and Blake thrown out there. We need uh, Raymond setting up uh, Verana, which could very well be the case for our power play. Uh, so Verana, Mike, can he score 40? We've already had that uh, question answered in the comments. Well, now yeah, I, uh, Max Bolton throwing that out there. If we want to tackle that one, you can go first. No, I, I, you know, based on his goal production in the few games we've seen him in, yeah, he can average 40 goals in an 82-game season. Um, hopefully, knock on wood, this is the year he stays healthy. Um, can I say, too, Max, a little irresponsible here? Can he score 40? Yeah. Adam Ernie can score 40. Yes. They, they can all... They can all score 40. Uh, will he? Um, here's the thing. We're all projecting him to be on the second line, so it's going to depend on those power play minutes um, and him getting that kick up there. So if that first line and second line is doing so well that they're getting like comparable minutes, um, the only thing we have to remember, too, is Verona... Man, if we're, if we're up, he's going to be off the ice while we're playing a more defensive game. So you're going to see more goals for Verona if we're down, if we're getting a lot of power plays. So can will he score? Can he score forty? Yeah, again, absolutely, he can. Will he? I don't know if we're if we're guessing this team's going to be up more often than last year, uh, more often than two years ago. Do we see less Verona on the ice because we know he's been a defensive liability in the past? I think that if Lalonde knows what he's doing coaching-wise and Verona hasn't completely changed into a different player, could see even less ice time in that third period if we're winning. So keep an eye on that. Got to hope for a lot of first and second period goals. I'm probably overthinking it right now, but I think that's a healthy thing to remember as we're trying to figure out if Verona's going to score 40. I say close, no cigar. He he definitely would have to be on that first line for me to to say forty because forty's a lot. It's a goal every other game, and I know he put he'll put up four, but you know, four, 40 in a season is a lot. I'm just gonna say, definitely it's possible. If we I just think, I think that in the positive, there's definitely gonna be some spots you're gonna be. Pretty surprised because teams look a lot different when there's depth and it's not just one line. Because, um, you know, if you shut down Larkin's line last season, we just lost. That's a loss. It's over. But now we actually almost have almost two and a half lines worth of scoring depth. I don't know if I know we still got some people who are drinking the Zadina Kool-Aid. I, I want to try some, but I you know haven't seen any happy results yet. So maybe. And uh, Eric thrown out there. Ernie getting 40. What are you smoking? 
just I'm, I'm teasing the writer for his grammatical error. That's that's all. <laughs> I'm being Jeez. a dick. That's What's what the I'm next doing. question, man? Being yeah. a dick. Uh, Mike, Andrew Cop, will he continue his offensive breakout? Uh, 53 point performance last year for Mr. Cop. Of course, I included him in uh, his Michigan jersey here. What's so funny? I don't really know for sure that that's Andrew Cop, but that's what came up on the Google image search. Um, <laughs> someone could very well be watching this right Jeez. now and just go, that's not Cop, you moron. Um, all right, so we've got to keep in mind, uh, and this this is a good point uh, by by Max here. Playing with Nikolai Ellers and Artemi Panarin help those numbers for Cop, uh, but again, we just talked about Verana. Yeah, I mean so he's passing to Verana and and Peron, so it's not like right. he's you know going in the toilet. Um, I oh possibly Zadina. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is another guy. I, I, I mean, right now it's it's all rainbows and lollipops because it, it it feels like my God, we have depth. Um, I can't wait to see it um, on paper. That it should be a pretty good line. So I don't I don't think Cop is necessarily taking that big of a step down um, from the talent's going to be on his left and right side. Yeah, I I think there's uh, going back to your conversation about Verona in the minutes and the potential there if it moves in that direction, uh, Cop. Be on the ice a little bit more. Uh, and, and again, uh, this would be interesting too. If we're projecting cop with Verana, how much does that second line get juggled, Mike, late in the third period? Because cop is our two way center. Do you put Verana out there? Or are we breaking up these lines completely and putting out your best wingers? And, um, I, I Mike, what are you doing? You're coaching. I, I don't know if I'm I'm already breaking up uh, Verona's opportunities to play any kind of defense. So I would like to see a little bit of what the team looks like before I you know reboggle everybody in the third period. Um, Mike, the opponent has an empty net. All right, let's go Verona. Fabry's Hero. healthy. Let's get him out there. Hironi. Get... <laughs> you said empty net. I want the king of the yeah. empty net out there. How was That's that not I was the first doing. name you said? Yeah, yeah, I was building our empty net lineup. It's <laughs> me okay. six on five for all our worst uh, defensive options. I don't know. Who cares? All right, keep on rolling. Right. Um, here's the fun one. Bert, <laughs> uh, this has been a question I, I feel like we've been asking, and we're not allowed to ask anymore. Uh, but we get to ask it because Max asked it in his athletic article. Does he finish the season as a Red Wing? And um, Mike, Max pretty much took the same outlook we've had. Things are rolling in the right direction halfway through the season. Probably he stays a Red Wing. If they're rolling in the wrong direction, Bert doesn't have a contract yet. Of course you're exploring those options, right? I, I feel like this was a this is a fun conversation. We've had it a million times. Um, but yeah, if we're struggling, if there's a market out there for Tyler and we want to make, you know, get another young option coming in here. Yeah. You say goodbye to Tyler Bertuzzi and you don't give him a long-term contract, right? You're trying him out in the prime of his career and the team still struggles and there's a market for Tyler Bertuzzi. Yes. Here's your bags. Here's a watch and some peanuts. Have a nice day enjoy i the one uh spot i'll push back is New York. i'm i'm pretty confident that he's going to be putting in points i don't think that his um staying with the team has as much to do with his production as the team production if the team's in the toilet there isn't really a reason to resign him then you try to see what you can get you know for this coming draft so i, I would tie it more to you know if this experiment with these couple free agents and maybe some of our young guys kind of you know take a step back or two um i i don't i don't know i don't know if you want to make this another one of your you know eight year eight million dollars a year guys i would see what you could get for them and i think we could start rolling through these questions a little bit faster now uh david Prawn was next on the list mike can he help establish a new culture uh, it, you know, as much as a, a second line player can, um, this team is all about what Larkin does and what Cider does and what Lucas Raymond does. So it's always cute when they say, oh, well, look at this guy. He was on a cup winner. Yeah. But 
I, I think it was Jim Leland, and he was saying, I don't know about all that rah-rah stuff. It's about whether or not your good players perform. And he's talking about guys like Cabrera and Verlander at the time. So if Larkin and Sider and Raymond play like poop, then it doesn't really matter how much rah-rah Perron brings. I guess that's right. I was going to say yes, no problem. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll take out the giving Max a hard time for using Ken. He established a new culture. Yeah, of course, anybody can. Um, but I, I think I think there's a lot of potential there. I think he's going to make a huge impact, or at least he has the potential to make a big impact offensively and on the power play. So I, I include him on that list that you just made. And I think he's, he's going to turn into probably – you know, I, I don't think he's going to stand up and raise his hand, but I think the media is going to turn him into a spokesperson for this team. And yeah, I think I, I, I think there's a lot of potential here to to start moving this into a, a winning culture with his sort of attitude coming aboard. Um, St. Louis, Vegas. It's not saying that he started those cultures over there, but he gets to bring that vibe into the locker room. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah, and, and it's not to say I'm not I'm not not excited about him. I, I just think it's gonna be a much bigger deal with those other three like core pieces do. Mike. Ooh. Michael Rasmussen help establish a new culture in the locker room. <laughs> a taller Michael's... culture to help uh, usher in Elmer Sotobloom. <laughs> uh was this April breakout? Uh start of something more. Uh incomplete. Uh, most teams have a lot of guys who are boo-boos and are like injured and they have boo-boos. So they don't have like the full complement of players out there. So it's, I, I can't put a lot into the last month of the season performance. No. Ugh. well, I don't hate that as much. Cause that goes through the entire season. I, I don't know. I mean, there's teams also trying to get into the playoffs that you play and those goals still happen. So it's just, it's, you you could make that comment to me if you said all of his goals came against losers, but you and I both know neither one of us can make that claim. So to our knowledge, everything good that happened to Rasmussen could have happened to playoff contending teams. So I'm I'm gonna say to answer the question, was the April breakout the start of something more? No, it wasn't. <laughs> to, to even with that being said, Mike, what I what I just said to argue for Michael Rasmussen. I mean, we've been hurt before. We've seen a pretty good turnout for Adam Ernie, and it didn't go any. Let's uh, let's just say, was it the start of something more? Like, could it lead to something more? Yeah, absolutely, it could. But we don't have nearly enough uh, positive data surrounding Rasmussen to say that this continues and moves in the same direction. I, I would lean more towards the argument of guys have good months and bad months all the time. It's about stringing good months, good seasons together. So was his April breakout the start of something more? I guess it's possible, but I'm going to say no. Uh, next on the list, we should roll through these much quicker. Um, yeah. And I'm t I'm, that's, my, that's our new assignment. Can a new coach unlock Sedina's potential? Iserman thinks so. Yeah, I like that answer. That's, that, is, that is a great point. Three-year contract, new coach. If Iserman has the confidence in it, uh, we we should too. All right, Pew Suter. Mike, where does he slot in? Third or fourth line. Bingo, bingo. I like it too. <laughs> um, now, I, I would say the season's going quite well if actually he's on the fourth line. Uh, things might not be going so great if uh, he's on the third uh, they're We're in a real, like status quo. We're in a lot of trouble if he's on the first line, Matt. Right, exactly. If he's on the bottom, bottom, uh, bottom six, we're we're doing good. We're meeting the status quo. If he's on the fourth line. Things are going a little bit better. If he's in the top six. We're screwed. All right. We are Nobody uh, recognizes that uh, that friendly fellow in his Blackhawks jersey, Dominic Kubelik. Hey, Mike, I got one. Capture his thirty goal touch. Uh, playing on this stack team, he's going for a forty bomb, baby. Woo! <laughs> uh, there's got to be some potential with the second PP here, um, but I again, is it possible? Yes. Will he do it? I do not think Kubelik is going to hit that thirty goal mark. Could he hit a percentage based on like points per game? I don't think he's going to be playing with the talent to be able to turn in those numbers. So. Maybe he'll look really sweet moving that puck up and down the ice. Him and Puse and Zadina. 
All right. So, oh, yeah, let's do this. No? Uh, Let's do, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah, noodle, what? Um, I pulled up Soderblom because that's, uh, there's a few questions down here, but uh, Mike, is Joe Valeno a full time NHLer? For the Red Wings. Wow. I was going to say yes, but I think there's potential that, uh, he moves on. Oscar Sundfist, uh, how much help will Detroit's uh will he help Detroit's team defense? Uh, uh, uh at least as much as uh Sherrod. All right, my answer? Not that much. Adam Ernie and Javani Same Smith. answer. That was my answer. All right, well, go ahead. Where do they Adam Ernie and Giovanni Smith? Where do they fit? They can fit next to each other on 94 uh, driving different Uber cars. Because I am donezo. Let's bring in the kids. Are they on their way to Grand Rapids? Don't you have to, you have to hit 96? or That's what I would take. Anyway. Um, yeah, anywhere but here. That's where they fit. All right. So <laughs> uh, another question. Uh, Giannis and Bergren, Elmer Soderblom. Uh, Max combine them. We seeing these boys here in uh Red in Detroit. Jerseys? Um I I I hope so. Um under the right circumstances. Uh yeah. I would love to see Soldier Bloom. Um but I have a feeling I'm gonna have to wait a year or two. If you had to put more co- if you were to say one guy was gonna make it over the other this year, who's making it? I, if Bergeron doesn't make it this year, I, I don't know what he's got to do. I guess he's got to find a different Ooh, career because I, yeah. That's a really good answer. I like it. Um, I mean, what's Max just said, well, they got to play well to, to get that spot. And it's like, yeah, I know, Max, you're supposed to say, like, do you think it's going to happen? Anyway, yeah, of course they both can. Um, I'm leading Bergeron as well. I think he's a shoe in for this roster. And Soderblom will be here, but not at the start of the season. And uh, final question, Mike. Is not fun to answer now that I read it again. How much time will Robbie Fabry miss? Uh, We don't know. Uh, We can't answer that question. I don't know why I put that on the list here. Um, I I do (laughs) think that he's going to have a little bit of a, uh, like a WWE Royal Rumble return where it's like, whoa, he came back kind of early. Um, not that he's risking his health, but I feel like for the he's going to probably be the short-term return because it's going to be exciting to be a Red Wing this season. A uh, couple of quick uh, comments here before we sign off. Uh, Ketzel threw out there. He put Perron on his third line and got lit up on Twitter. Before um, before we light up Ketzel, who did he have on the second line? I'm going to – let's guess here. I'm going to say Zadina. Was it Zadina, Verona, and Cop? So he's got – Bergeron, Pew Suter, and Prawn on line three. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's. Uh. We'll wait for Ketzel. I'm. I'm gonna put. Uh, I'm gonna say he puts Zadina on line two. But yeah, it's. Uh, it's not a bad idea. And Blake points out here, keep him fresh for all the power play, which we've talked about before as well. So Prawn is old. Um. So <laughs> let him rest up and make him. You know, make him the go-to guy for the power play. I think that's a great way to handle Prawn. And I think getting let up on Twitter uh, makes zero sense. I think it's fine to say that you want Perron on the second line. Neither one of those are crazy, but man, poor Ketzel shouldn't have been lit up. That was a, uh, that was a good call. Uh, also Ketzel thrown out there. Uh, his answer for Adam Ernie and Giovanni Smith waivers. And uh, his second line was Verana cop and Zadina slash Kubelik based on production. Wow. I like it. Let's see what happens with Kubi. Can we call him Kubi? Is that? Uh, is that I think acceptable? we call him Bubba. Okay. Well, if anybody's having fun, please hit that like button. If you're new to the show, hit the subscribe. Um, Blake, I don't, I don't recognize we. Blake nineteen ninety one sounds familiar, but your avatar, your your profile picture looks new. So I I do appreciate the comments coming in. Uh, we need Suter to want to score, not to be satisfied. Oh my gosh. Blake, that is loaded. This assumes that maybe uh, you know the uh, Suter list was was ranked as like the fifth most points among forwards, and like your your top six forwards. So it's like, all right, 
you know, like when 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 you're telling your kids later on that you're in the NHL and they're like, were you good? And he's like, well, I was top six forward and I scored the fifth amount of points. So I, just, I feel like I, I'm at the mark. And that's I feel like that's where Blake's at. Like, you're just satisfied at that point. You're like, I did my job. I was in the top five. I wasn't number seven in scoring as a, as a top six forward. Um, I like that comment, Blake, quite a bit. Again, uh, jumping out of the fact, I want to make sure that you stick around for more comments in future shows. Uh, Eric headed out. Peace out, my brother. And um, I don't know. We got to sail off. The comments are running thin here. But thanks, guys, for checking us out tonight. Mike, any final thoughts before we rail, uh, rail off? Sail off into the sunset? <laughs> uh, no, just uh, excited for the countdown to the season, man. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, again, presented by Raycon and DraftKings. we got to thank them so much. That's what's paid for my new house. No, I'm kidding. Um, right. <laughs> thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll uh, we'll see you guys next week, and we will be that much closer to trading. We'll be a day before the prospect tourney, I think. But yeah, uh, super stoked. We get to preview that next week. Let's go. I was going to say the F word, but uh, Kit... Teddy's room is right here. Eddie's is right there. So no, nope. as little swearing as possible. All right. See you guys.